Welcome to the biggest preview of this season on the Giant Take Podcast. That is the New York Giants 2022 season. And although there's no Washington Commanders game this week, it's all about the Giants game. Um, This really is, I wouldn't say a must win. It wasn't like last week's game where we came in with the must win mentality. Uh, This is a game that if the Giants win, it would go a very, very, very long way to their chances of making the playoffs this season. With that being said, that they do not need to win, um, you know, and it is very possible, also very likely, that they will drop this game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are just a dominant team and the best team in the NFL right now, with an eleven and one record. Uh, they're six and one at home, five and zero away. They've won three in a row, and the Giants. Well, they're three and two and they have no streak right now because they just had a tie last week against the Washington Commanders. So I have to see what happens. Uh, but this one, this one's a little scary, Alex. I got, again, the hardest team the Giants have faced this year. And I do not believe, oh no, the game is at home. The Giants are at home uh, for this game against Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but it, it's still troubling. It's worrying. Um, and then they go next weekend, prime time. 8 o'clock game, Sunday night football against the Washington Commanders. That's the must win there. Um, it would be We would be pleasantly surprised and super excited if the Giants are able to pull off a win here. But again, it is not necessary that they need to, nor is it expected by us. I think that's a good way of kind of putting it into perspective. Um, Alex, I'm sure you can have your own perspective to share as well. It might be similar to mine. How are you doing on this Thursday evening? I'm doing well. Um you know, I, this is going to be a tough week for the Giants. Certainly the Eagles are the best. Oh, so difficult to say. I don't know if it's difficult for you to say the best team in the league currently, uh, 11 and one, they're 11 and one for a reason. I mean, Josh, I, I just want to throw it back to you real quick. What, if you, can you think of any weaknesses on that Eagles team? I can think of one, but that's it. Mm, if it's, if it's one, I assume it's something to do with their defense. Or is the defense in general? The one spot that I think you can take advantage of the Eagles right now, and it's only because of an injury, is the slot position. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson's out for a few weeks with, uh, I don't know what type of injury it is. It might be a knee injury. I don't know, but he is out for a few weeks. So I think that is the area of this Eagles defense. That's the only place that might, could, possibly, probably not uh, be vulnerable, uh, vulnerable. But in terms of the offense, I mean, they got a great offensive line. They got good running backs, maybe not great running backs, but they got good ones. Jalen Hurts has really developed and they have an elite wide receiving you know, room. So it's just, you know, tight end Dallas Goddard's very good. It, like it, there's just not really any weaknesses on this Eagles team. And it's really a, a frustrating to say as a Giants fan, but it's certainly gonna be a tough one um, for the Giants. I, I don't really know how you go about game planning for this one. Um, and Brian Dable kind of almost hinted at that in his press conference that it would be a very difficult game. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see how the Giants do. Giants missing a few key pieces. Um, but, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really tough to get much out of this game, if anything. Um, and, and really here you're looking, can you keep the game, you know, close? Because uh, if you're in within one score, you have a chance uh, but you can't let it happen like the Eagles do to most opponents every week uh, where they're, you know, 
you know, two, three, four possessions ahead quickly and early, their offense gets flying. You got to control that. So um, we'll see how that all ends up, but certainly a very, very tough week uh, here looking towards Sunday. Um, I guess we'll get right into the news from this week. Um, Xavier McKinney had the pins removed from his hand yesterday, um, but Dable made it sound like it's still going to be a ways for him to come back. Uh, definitely not this week, probably not this uh, next week. And it sounds like uh, he doesn't even know if McKinney will play again this season. So it's kind of turned from a, oh, he'll be good in a few weeks to, oh, you might need a few more weeks to, he might not play again this season. So certainly uh, very concerning for Xavier McKinney uh, and really, really frustrating because this Giants defense hasn't been the same since he has uh, you know, not been in the team. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I'll hand it over to Josh for a roster move. Yeah, um, I mean, speaking on Xavier McKinney first, a, a true change of events from what we heard last week. I want to say that it was in our preview episode that Xavier McKinney, although he wasn't playing in the game against the Commanders, uh, when he was questioned at his locker uh, by the press, he did, in fact, say with like, basically gave a definite yes when asked the question, are you going to play again this season? Uh, when it was sort of up in the air um, and many were questioning his involvement in um, the team for the remainder of the season uh, during that bye week when he broke his hand. But uh, yeah, a complete flip, um, a complete change in the status of Xavier McKinney's injury. Anyway, you you throw it to me for the roster move. The Giants have re-signed the Nigerian offensive lineman, offensive tackle, Roy Mbatika, to their practice squad. Um not a huge move. He will not get called up to the active roster. Again, this is a guy that did not even play football until about, I want to say, a couple of years ago. Um, and then he got trans, you know, transported to the United States of America and then got also transported to the offensive line position as the one to kind of run with. I think we'll use size. immigrated, not transported. But <laughs> Oh, sorry. That sounded like he was held captive. Um, yes. But the, he. <laughs> I think he came by his own decision. <laughs> correct correct um i don't even know if he immigrated to the u.s though i mean well i mean he lives here now does he not <laughs> he did uh, yeah but he doesn't have to be whatever that doesn't matter but anyway he is here now and he is on the giants True. practice squad that's um, all that matters <laughs> yeah that is that is all that matters although he will not get to he will not get ever not i want to say ever because you never know but he will not at least this season get promoted to the 53 man roster yeah, I'd say that's certainly fair. Uh, definitely more of a developmental prospect, um, but excited to see you know what he can do. Obviously, it's kind of cool that we're having all these international prospects come over uh, through the internet, the NFL international program, um, and you know we'll see what he can do. I know Sandro was a, a big fan favorite, um, and I think he's still around actually. So hopefully, uh, Embatica can also kind of join that club. Um, on Wednesday at practice yesterday, when we we're recording this two days ago, when you're listening to this, uh, Giants ownership was in attendance. This include John Mara, not surprising cause he's always around, but Steve Tisch made the trip, um, to, um, the quest diagnostic center. So very interesting Tish, not always around. And it was, uh, you know, kind of cool to see him at practice, um, and then some stats now from last week and some other general stats. Daniel Jones uh, has already set a new career high in rushing yards at 522. Uh, he's almost 100 yards past his previous best 
Um, and he still obviously has five games left. Um, the Giants, uh, this stat came out recently, have the third highest drop rate in the NFL at 6.1% of targets. Uh, not very good and definitely shows the lack of depth in this wide receiver room. Uh, and also, obviously, the drop issues uh, that guys like Marcus Johnson, you know, Darius Slayton, really all of these receivers, to be honest, have had this season. Kenny Galladay, can't not mention him. Um, and then for the updated Pro Bowl rankings, if you haven't voted, I guess go vote. If you don't want to vote, don't vote. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Pro Bowl is kind of silly. It's now a popularity contest, so not really that uh, big of a deal. I voted, whatever. Just, you know, was trying to waste some time. Um, Saquon Barkley is the current RB1 uh, of fan votes. Andrew Thomas is the fourth, uh, number four at offensive tackle. Dexter Lawrence criminally is at number 10 for defensive tackle. Julian Love at number eight for safety. Graham Gano, number seven for kicker. And Nick McLeod has actually moved up a spot um, in special teams. He's now top three. He is number three special teams player. Um, so some fun statistics and voting updates uh, in regards to the Pro Bowl. Josh, you have any comments on that before I take over with the injury report? No, not really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you kind of summed it Great up. Great analysis. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what do you want me to say? I, I guess I, I, think I, I don't shows, know. Well, okay. What do you, do you want me to go on my one? Pro Bowl irrelevant. That's number one. Second thing, <laughs> drop rate also sort of irrelevant because we know exactly what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with wide receivers who are not top guys and most of them being free agents that we just promoted from the practice squad to the elevated roster or just signed straight to the elevated roster because all of our guys were either injured, traded like Kadarius Tony, or we, we, we just don't have wide receivers right now um, that are, excuse me, main depth pieces on an NFL roster. Um, so instead, we're taking kind of lower tier guys who are on the bottom halves of maybe some NFL rosters or on the top of practice squads. And that fills our wide receivers of the team right now. We just don't have the cap room to do anything else. Big reason for that, uh, the signing of Kenny Galladay. Uh, $72 million of the Giants money is contained by him. So if he didn't sign for that much money... We would have room to make deals to get wide receivers, and I'm sure that's going to be a key part of the offseason, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. But anyway, I just want to say I definitely know that that drop rate, the third highest drop rate at that, um, has to do more with the wide receivers and how you can say, quote unquote, good they are. Not on Daniel Jones. I don't want anyone going off of Daniel Jones saying it's because of his bad passes. Sure, here and there he can throw a bad pass, but this is one of Daniel Jones best seasons of his career if not his best season of his career you know that can be debated once we look at the season as a whole yeah and Saquon Barkley too I think you know we can't really let him off the hook he's had a number of very bad drops this year for the Giants uh, very unlike him so hopefully that improves as we go down the stretch here Um, anyway let's head to the injury report well we're not heading there but I will head there to tell you um, on Wednesday December 7th uh, the players that did not participate were Josh Azudu with a neck, Mark Lewinsky, Dexter Lawrence, and Julian Love all were rested, veteran rest days, Adore Jackson with a knee injury, Shane Lemuteau, and Leonard Williams neck. Limited participants were Darnay Holmes with a shoulder, Richie James with a knee, Nick McLeod hamstring, and Henry Mondo with a knee, and Kenny Galladay was a full participant after his illness over the weekend. And then today, Thursday, when we're recording this, December 8th, 
Uh, the players that did not practice were Josh Azudu with a neck, uh, Adore Jackson knee, Shane Lemuteau, and Leonard Williams with a neck. Um, the same as the Wednesday injury report for the did not practice players. Limited Saquon Barkley with a neck. What is going on with all the neck injuries? People need to see. Uh, I don't know what a neck doctor is called, but people need to see the neck doctor. Um, cornerback Darnay Holmes with a shoulder injury. Uh, wide receiver Richie James with a knee injury. Uh, Nick McLeod with a hamstring and Henry Mondo with a knee injury. And that is your Giants injury report. All right. I think now we will go to the NFL picks. This is what I'm talking about, Josh. 11 and 3 for me, 10 and 4 for you. Of course, me winning is great for this week. We'll see how the end works out. But this is more what we're talking about. No losing records and predicting these games. What are we, chumps? So, you know, three or four wrong, not bad. We're going to get it to two wrong only next week. The week after that, we'll get one wrong. And then from there, it's just, you know, all right. Um, but definitely good signs for us there. Very, you know, very proud. Um, anyway, let's move into the games, uh, Thursday night football, the Raiders and the Baker Mayfield Rams. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. That's certainly going to be interesting. Uh, but we both have the Raiders Vikings Lions. We both have the Vikings Lions actually favored, uh, in this one by Vegas. I believe they're by like five points or something like that. Uh, you know, certainly interesting there. Both of us have the uh, Vikings though. Both of us also have the Ravens against the Steelers. Um, and then we both have the Bengals against the Browns. Both have the Bills against the Jets. Both have the Cowboys against the Tekken, Texans. God help the Texans, because uh, that's going to be a not fun game for them. Titans and Jaguars. We both have the Titans. And then Chiefs and Broncos. Uh, Josh will do those. But I, I'm sensing a similar pattern here. Do you, Are you sensing anything? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely am sensing a pattern. It's going to be a, a very similar set of records uh, at the end of this week. I think this is like the first week ever, honestly, um, that all of our games are matching, um, which is pretty interesting. Alex, at a point you made earlier about the neck injuries, there's so many neck injuries. Uh, I don't know if the Giants just aren't seeing their chiropractors enough or their physical therapists, but someone's got to crack the necks, man. They got to get those stretched out. Um, it's funny because I think both of those positions, uh, those job placements, those job positions, I say, uh, don't like each other because they're kind of like not the same job, but the chiropractors, it's more like, um, they don't like, uh, physical therapists because they basically do the same thing just in two different ways. Physical therapy is more like movement and stretching to get you where you need to be in chiropractic, you know, chiropractors just kind of like crack the bones and then that's what makes you feel better. So it's funny. They got to choose one though, either do the physical therapy or go to a chiropractor, but like, let's fix fix these next issues, have those people kind of, you know, stretch you out something. I don't know. But anyway, back to the picks. Um, I was going to say that earlier, you just didn't fit me in. Um, well, I mean, I could have cut, cut you off, but you know, that that's only something you would do, Alex. So I just decided not to, I let you go. Chiefs versus Broncos. We both have the Chiefs winning that one. Seahawks versus Panthers. We both have the Seahawks winning. Buccaneers versus 49ers. Now, after that comeback Tom Brady win, I want to say on Monday Night Football against the Saints it was, I was kind of a little bit, maybe, yes, I wanted to pick the Buccaneers here. And I guess since you said you had a similar pattern, I'm going to change my pick. And yes, I'm doing it live on the episode. Wow. The game has not happened yet. 
I do want to have at least one that's a little bit different. And the, I know the 49ers are without Jimmy Garoppolo for the rest of the season. So I'm going to go Buccaneers uh, this game, 4 o'clock window. I think it's going to be a good one. Alex is the 49ers. Can I, can I make a joke? What? I think it's going to be a pretty good day for the 49ers. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yep. No. <sighs> that's staying I'm in. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm sure it's staying in. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna give a, a rest in peace to that joke, as um, that one should it be. It was buried, hilarious, least, to be honest. That should I be buried six feet under the ground, if not more. And um, <laughs> to all the dads out there that I know let out a chuckle, um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry for your life if uh, if that if you let out a chuckle on that one. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Oh my God. Uh, Dolphins versus Chargers Sunday night football. That's a very good Sunday night football matchup. We have two good Sunday night football matchups or uh, prime time games this week, Alex. Uh, even actually the one tonight, Raiders Rams. I think they're all three pretty good Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Anyway, Patriots, Cardinals is, is a good game. Yeah, because both teams aren't good. So it works out. What are you talking <laughs> about? Anyway. Okay. Dolphins Chargers is going to be a Dolphins victory. That's what we say. And then Monday Night Football Patriots Cardinals, which Alex had to make the comment after I said three good matchups. Patriots Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is a good matchup. It's two pretty is bad that how teams I talk? going up again. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's how I. That's how I interpret how you talk. That's how it comes through my ears with the headphones on. And um, you you just sound like one of those the, the repeating. What are those? The parrots, right? That they just repeat what you say. <laughs> um, that's what you sounded like there. Uh, Patriots, we both had them winning that game. So with that being said, that does it for our NFL pick. Let's jump back to the game we're actually previewing, which is Giants versus Eagles. All right. It is time for the players to watch. I'll start out with mine. It's a very simple one because this guy is going to probably get open a lot. Um, especially since the Giants are still lacking at the cornerback position with injuries and Adoree Jackson, although is trending in the right direction. Alex in the injury report, I want to say gave you that um, he was limited in practice this week or he did not practice completely. He did not he, practice this week, but he actually in a press conference himself said he is feeling much better. So we'll see what that means. And then Nick McLeod was limited in practice this week. We'll see. Anyway, I still think he's going to get open a lot. It's the man, A.J. Brown, that was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. We already talked about this last episode in our last preview, I want to say, because um, it was the revenge game between Titans and Eagles. Yeah, he cooked up. I believe he has nine receptions or nine receiving touchdowns on the year. And I'm sure he'll probably get number 10 in this one. Um, I know I'm being like kind of a negative Nancy, you could say, in this uh, preview, but I'm just kind of, I don't want to get too, um, what's the word, optimistic going into this, this game. This Eagles so team I, is taking, really damn good. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the pessimist mindset here. Anyway, Eagles player to watch, AJ Brown for me. All right, uh, my Eagles player to watch. I'm very intentional with my players to watch today. I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox. I think for the Eagles to, um, you know, really, really succeed in shutting down the Giants offense, they're going to need to do it in the run game because I think they're going to have it pretty shut down um, in terms of the passing game. I'll get more to that in my Giants X factor, but is he going to be able to swallow up Saquon Barkley? Uh, obviously, if he plays now that he's been added to that injury report, but it looks like he probably still will. 
Um, you know, is he going to be able in that front four for the Eagles, are they going to be able to really, really stop the run and force Daniel Jones to throw? Uh, and then I think that's where it could get ugly for the Giants if they can't get the run game going. So from our perspective, I think Fletcher Cox is going to be a player to watch. And then the same thing along similar lines for the Giants, I have Richie James. Um, the Eagles outside corners, Bradbury and Slay are both very, very good. Um, and I think I think Josh is laughing at me. I'm not sure if he's laughing at me or he's laughing at someone else. Are you laughing at Richie James here, Josh? <laughs> it's just my, it's just this Giants wide receiving core. It's like it really does make me laugh a little bit. It makes <laughs> me chuckle. And it's no offense to the guys that are on the team. It's just like, yeah, Richie James, uh, you know, when he was with the 49ers, he was like probably the third string wide receiver. Well, he's like number two or I, was he even th- wasn't he actually a punter? He was probably like eighth <laughs> for the 49ers. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That wasn't he was literally there, like, just a, fifth or sixth. Yeah. He was literally the special teams guy on the 49ers, which means like, yep. yeah, fifth or sixth in the depth chart, probably like where Dwayne Harris would have been for the Giants. If you remember him back in like the uh, late 2010s. Uh, yeah. But he's our number two wide receiver, probably. And yeah. Kenny Galladay, again, four years, $72 million is under him in the depth chart. Great, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't well, this Giants wide receiving core great, Alex? Isn't this a great such, situation such, for the Giants? Such a great situation for the Giants. But continuing <laughs> on, Richie James, I did yeah. say earlier that I think the weak spot in this Eagles team could be the slot position. Uh, and Richie James primarily playing in the slot. Could he uh, get some uh, work in the passing game successfully uh, when James Bradbury and Darius Slay are on Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton? Uh, and Maybe Kenny Galladay, even though he probably won't even uh, run off the line if Darius Slay is across from him. Um, it, you know, interesting to say the least, but I think those two players are key in terms of what the Giants are going to be able to do on offense. What do you think? Maybe Kenny Galladay has a first down ball in his hands to gain 12 on a first and 10, and then he just drops it because he's like, why not? You know, it, it might be <laughs> well, it's one of those games. 40, when we're down by 40. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, you know, after in the, in the post game, he's going to be like, so what do you think that, uh, Brian Dable once again benched you? Why? Like, why do you think he did that? I don't know. I play well. Also like two drops on two targets. Anyway, um, we're just joking around at this point. So my player to watch is Julian Love, who I, I'm waiting. The Giants last week, I want to say had like three interception opportunities on Taylor Heineke and they were so close. It was in the hands of a few players. I want to say Julian Love gets an interception. I want to see Julian Love get an interception is, is what I'm going to say there. I want to see Julian Love get an interception in this game on uh, on Jalen Hurts. And I think it's possible. I'm wondering how Wink, again, is going to navigate with this Philadelphia Eagles offense. I guess he... I mean, knowing Wink, I feel like he's just going to send it even more now because he just doesn't want Jalen Hurts to find an open option because he knows that Jalen Hurts has a lot of wide receivers to look at. So he's just going to be like, all right, we're sending 10 and then we're going to have one guy back and hopefully we just all get to him in time before he finds the open wide receiver. Um, but I do think we're going to see a lot of blitzing. We know how it works there. Let's get let's get Julian Love to get an interception in this one. He's my player to watch um, for the New York Giants. We move on to score predictions now. Both of ours pretty lopsided. Alex a little bit more than mine, right? Yes. Um, Josh doing that math in his head. I am doing the math <laughs> in my head. I had to think about that for a second because I knew if I didn't, if I got one number wrong, if, if yours was like a one number bigger than mine, you'd be like, it's oh, exactly it, the same. Is it? 
24 minus 10 is 14, and 31 minus 17 is 14 as well. So we actually have the same point differential, but I have a slightly higher scoring game. So there you go. See, yep. uh, there, there's a real smarty pants showing himself right there. <laughs> 24 to 10, I have the Giants winning. Wait, Eagles winning? See, I'm like stealing what Alex has because he had a 31-17 Giants victory. At first, I was like, you're really that confident, huh? And then I was like, yeah, you're welcome. I saved you. Um, Alex has 31-17. Yeah, I'm taking your spot completely. You have the Eagles That's fine. <laughs> I hate um, saying the Eagles being, are going to win, so it works. <laughs> listen, I mean, obviously, as we are Giants fans, we're still going to be at the edge of our seats watching this game on Sunday. There, nothing's going to change there, but it's just like, it's going to suck, isn't it? <laughs> It's. I mean, it's not going to be enjoyable. Tied to this team, we're addicted, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. I really haven't been that negative going into a game since last season. Honestly, like I feel like I've come in with energy every single game this year, even even both Cowboys games, and I feel like that's where our worst losses. No, our worst loss came to the Detroit Lions. Excuse me, but obviously I came in with confidence there because I thought we were going to beat them easily, and we were going to the game, Alex. So obviously, we're going to come in excited. Um. But anyway. Let's hope the Giants really turn turn our feelings around and they come in and they surprise us. Those are the greatest wins when you really you're really thinking super negative. You think the other team you're facing is like the best team in the NFL, which they are. This is a true fact by their record. Um, but you have that really bad mindset going in. And the, the team just completely surprises you uh, and they get a miracle type of victory. So let's hope the Giants can do that. And honestly, it's been that type of season. Um, where, you know, that could very well happen. I mean, this team has a winning record. This team with this roster has a winning record. And um, at the end of the day, that's all that matters because that is what might get the Giants into the, the NFL playoffs. So let's hope for a victory here, which obviously we always hope for. Alex, any final thoughts? I do not have any final thoughts. Go Giants, and hopefully we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And uh, a few ways you can help us out to support the podcast and – Help yourself out when you're getting ready to listen to our recap of this matchup. You can subscribe to the podcast everywhere. It notifies you when a new episode comes out. I'll podcast Spotify mainly. Uh, I know those platforms do that. Um, and then to find more platforms to listen to the podcast, go to shippingstudios.com slash the giant take. You can also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, saying it again. We have some social media channels to go check out. You can do that. Twitter and TikTok, the Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast, Alex on Twitter at Enorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo29. And that is it for me. And Alex, you can once again take over. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you hopefully after a Giants win. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? 
Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.